Thank you for truth. Thank you, Lord, for truth. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bishop, I didn't even, I could have just set the mic down. You preached what God gave me. As I start out today, sometimes God sends a storm. There's things in life that come. Oh, please be seated. <laughs> there are things in life that come and places the Lord allows us to walk that can shake our very foundation. Everything that we thought we believed about God, it can leave us questioning, tempting us to walk away from the Lord. In each of our own lives, some of you have actually confirmed this message to me just in general conversation in passing. But we all have challenges, and it doesn't seem to make sense. It seems dark sometimes and confusing. We feel very, very alone. Sometimes we feel hurt and betrayed, disappointed, or even violated. We don't even understand sometimes why God would allow us to go through things like this or why we're going through things for so long. And there seems to be no relief. Misunderstandings come. Sickness after sickness, feelings of betrayal, solitary times come to try to bring offenses. To bring offenses at God, offenses at the church, or the man of God, offenses in families. It tries to leave us bitter. The whispering lies of the enemy come. Jesus. And he tries to use those misunderstandings to tempt us, tempt us to walk out of the will of God and spiritually kill us. That's the enemy's plan to wear out the saints of the Most High. To keep us focused on if it's not one thing, it's another. It's all very real, trials and tests. I'm not diminishing anything that we go through. But the ultimate goal is to use what we don't understand to walk away and to give up on God. We feel things are so deep, no one even understands what we're going through. The enemy's whispers get louder. He spews lies over and over. There's no way out. No one can help you where you are and what you're going through. The enemy compounds the lies and beats you and beats you. And it seems even discussing it with friends, your spouse, brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't help. And we think, if only things were different. If it could have happened this way, maybe things would be different. But it's not. Truly, we don't like to see each other suffer. It's hard for me to see any of you going through. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ. But what we have to understand today is what God is doing in the season of suffering. That's the most important thing is what he's doing then. He is up to something during the storm. And that's what the enemy doesn't want us to understand. 
the Lord has sent me to help to give understanding, to open our eyes, because he is the God of the strange places, Pastor Brent. He's asking us to endure, to walk with him through these places, even when we don't understand and we don't even agree. Because he's making something in us. He's showing us who he is right in the midst of what the enemy thinks will destroy us. Saints, the storm never comes to destroy. It comes to reveal, to build. It comes to tear down our ideologies, my own word that I wrote, (laughs) and to change us for his glory, but never to destroy us. I'm going to go to Philippians 1. 9 through 11. And I'll read for time's sake. Because I didn't bring my phone. (laughs) Um, It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Knowledge is the recognition or the discernment. Um, To actually, to become fully acquainted with to have knowledge. And judgment actually means in the Strong's to apprehend properly by the senses, not just by the senses, but also in in intellect. Verse 10 says that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. Now, to approve actually means to test, to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not. Excellent. When I looked, at, I read that word and I thought, excellent, okay, excellent thing. Mm-mm. It means to bear through. It means to bear apart, to differ. It means to carry, to be of more value. Sincere means you're judged by sunlight. You're found pure when unfolded and examined by the sun. And without offense, you're actively and inoffensive. You're not leading into sin. You're faultless. It also means to stumble. Psalms 119 and 165 says, great peace have they which love thy law, thy truth, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing will be a stumbling block to you, nothing to entice you. Jesus also told the disciples in Matthew 6 and 13, or the disciples were actually asking him, you know, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, pray this way, Matthew 6 and 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Temptation is a putting to proof. It's the experience, the adversity of temptation. I read this part and it says, It's a temptation by which the devil sought to divert Jesus, the Messiah, from his divine purpose. So the enemy is trying to divert you 
from your divine purpose. There is something that the Lord says that you need to fulfill in your lifetime. There's a specific will of God. And if the enemy can get you to believing his lies and focusing on everything but the Lord, which he's very subtle, he's got you. But I want you to think in your own lives and also in the examples of the scriptures that before the enemy even gets started, God speaks a word. He gives us a promise. Either through his word, the man or the woman of God speaks to you, giving you promises. There's things in our hearts and our minds that we can't even fathom, God says about us. Things that he desires to do in us and through us. You're going to be healed, he says. I want to use you in the kingdom for this or that. Your family is going to be saved and healed. I'm going to replace what the enemy has stolen. The influx is coming. I'm promoting you higher in God. But all of a sudden, the storm comes. The lies of the enemy seems to be magnified. But God said, even in a time of proving and testing and trying, he would make a way of escape. Joseph went from being hated by his brethren, misunderstood by his family. His own brothers put him in a pit. You want to talk about betrayal? Misunderstood, sold into slavery, put in charge in Potiphar's house, lied on by Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison, and then he interpreted the butler's dream that he would be restored to his rightful position. We see Joseph say, please remember me. Tell Pharaoh about me to bring me out of this house. Joseph wanted out of the storm. He said, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and I've done nothing that they should put me in this dungeon. I haven't done anything wrong to go through this, we say. We see Joseph wanting to get out of his dilemma, but he did not become bitter, and he did not give up on God, Bishop. God was working on his character and revealing to him who he was in the process because he was going to be used and elevated by God to save nations alive. Even his own family that had betrayed him. People of God, he's using what we're going through to work on us. To show us excuse me, who he is in the midst of the storm and the trial. It's for his glory. So we can fulfill the will of God in our lives. So we can minister to people. As I've walked through storms, and God has actually opened doors for me, um, I also work for a bank, <laughs> and uh, I deal with an ov- the overseas team in uh, India, and God has opened doors for me to witness to those in Bangalore and in Mumbai, nations, nations, and while in, we're in the storm, he's going to use us. Joseph never stopped being who God called him to be in the storm. But the things that God was teaching Joseph in the storm, no one could take away from him. He learned more about God in the storm than he could have on the mountaintop. These tools would be invaluable in the position where God was placing him in the next season. He was to be second in charge. This is what we have to do. Because Joseph evidently had to keep the promise, the dream before in his heart. He had to have kept what God said about him and who God said he would be in his heart. And that's what we have to do, people of God. 
What God has spoken, hold it dear no matter how impossible it looks. The promises of God are yea and amen, and he cannot lie. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. We can look at Job, David, even our Savior, our precious Savior, Jesus. All had promises. All had promises over their lives. Destiny. But the enemy would come and speak lies. He would speak lies because he's the father of lies. But I'm here to tell you that there always had to be a Judas. There always had to be a Judas for Jesus. He was in the will of God. There had to be a cross. There had to be a storm to propel him to where he needed to be. David and Job, the only way they would experience the Lord, us, is if we go through and we come to know him in a real relationship with him. Everything was divinely propelled to send them to their destination. So if I could encourage you, please don't misunderstand the storm. We're each in different things in our own lives. But it's accomplishing a great purpose in us. And I'm just going to share a testimony. I'm going to make it really quick because I'm sure that I'm close to time. Um, but about 10 years ago, the Lord spoke a promise to me about my family. And there's been a lot. We've just gone through a lot of things just as a family. And the enemy literally has tried to destroy us. As Brother Ernest had said, the enemy has tried to destroy. But God gave me a promise. And this is why you see me. I stand and I worship. And I praise the Lord and I lift my hands. Because I was in my prayer closet. And I was bent over. And I was crying out to God because I was seeing destruction coming. And I said, God, please help us. I don't understand what's going on, but we need your help, Daddy. And as I did that and I just prayed, I prayed until I, hadn't, I didn't even have any more tears left. And I got up and things didn't, you know, they didn't seem to change. We were still going through challenges and things. But I went to work and it, wasn't, it was shortly after that. And at work, this woman pings me, and she says, hey, I had a dream about you. I said, oh, hold on. I believe in that stuff. <laughs> I said, I'll be right there. I go over to her, and she says, I saw you. She said, I don't know if it was a dream or a vision. She said, but I saw you. She said, you were in your prayer closet. She said, and you were bent down. And you were crying. You were crying out to God. She said, and all of a sudden, the voice of the Lord rung out. He said, you tell her that everything she's asking me for, I'm going to do it. And so when people of God, when God gives you a promise, when God says that he 